This is the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast, the group for the LGBTQ plus community and family of LGBTQ plus wanting to learn more and do better. I am your host, Annie Henderson. I'm a certified professional life coach and also a member of the LGBTQ plus community. We are so glad you're here. Please like and subscribe. And if you know anyone that is needing support as they are going through their journey, please share because I honestly believe by doing so, we can save lives. Hello, this is Annie Henderson, your coming out coach on the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Today, we have the amazing Afro Ashe, the legend, and their pronouns are they, them. Afro Ashe, the legend. How amazing is that? Welcome. Thank you, (laughs) Annie. I'm honored to be here with you. Yeah. Going on this abundant journey. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes. yes, So excited that you, we're honored to have you on here and just ask you some questions. Um, happy pride. Hey, thank you. <laughs> happy pride, everyone. Just a smidge of background on pride for those of you in case, you know, it's been almost a whole month and you haven't run into a little bit of history. We'll share a little bit. The Stonewall riots weren't actually the first time that LGBTQ plus people stood up against police harassment but Stonewall is definitely the best known and led to the creation of what we know as pride today. It started with a police raid on a hot summer night in Greenwich village. Cops stormed the Stonewall Inn, arresting patrons and forcing them into waiting police vehicles, but a nearby crowd grew restless and angry. And eventually things escalated and aggressive street confrontations continued over the next few nights. Following the Stonewall riots, organizers wanted to build on that spirit of resistance. The following year, they organized a march to Central Park and adopted the theme of gay pride as a counterpoint to the prevailing attitude of shame. That march down Christopher Street soon expanded to other cities, with many more joining in year after year through the 70s until pride became the massive celebration that we know today part of where our pride celebration come from. And I think it's so important that we know that and we recognize that and just understand it. So Afro Ashe, the legend, uh, what is is it that you do? What's your passion? What's your purpose? Ooh, real questions. Um, (laughs) So currently I am starting my business called Growing Guys. So starting up and I have been allocating all my time to starting up that growing guy is a business for which I um, coach families to make homes more safe, accepting and loving for LGBTQ plus youth. And in doing so, yes, yes, we cultivate change. Yes. That's what growing guy is about. I am, I just, it's, it's the startup phases so we're getting the website together and i'm gonna edit that and it's awesome so as of late when i'm not doing that i am a poet i am a dynamic poet disruptive poet and i perform poetry all around kenosha there shouldn't be anyone who really doesn't know my name here <laughs> like i perform mm-hmm. poetry and I, it's it's disruptive poetry and then i also work on um a little music here and there i dip and dabble in it and uh and when I'm not doing those things, I am usually like 
coaching people throughout like their life challenges. Um, like if they're getting a stump or a wall with relationships, I'm like, hey, do we do we look at it this way? Did we approach it from this angle? Are we putting each other? Are we putting our mindset in both shoes? So uh, that's a lot of what I do. Um, aside from let's, focusing on growing Gaia, <laughs> yeah, and that's a game changer. So, um, growing Gaia, how did you come up with the name? Oh, growing Gaia. So I've always that's crazy. That's the, that's the second time I asked the question. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> always had a fixation with mother earth and i like greek mythology and because the guy is earth the mother of the earth and like growing is something that is constantly doing like universally we're always growing but earth is always growing if the universe is growing the, the same could be said for earth and um knowing that that just knowing that when we're liberating people from a certain mind frame we're growing the concept of love and people so yeah, That's per- how, perfect. how perfect. So the idea of working with families, um, how did, how did you land in that? Why is that your niche? Why is, why are you passionate about that? So I think my affinity for doing so came from Iyana Van Zandt, Iyana Van Zandt, spiritual coach, Sharmana, really, no, really well known and Oprah Winfrey network for they're like best friends like you know (laughs) um, yala fixed my life and just seeing her firsthand for these past couple years how she works with families and one by one she helps them disrupt the pathology a ingrained family just like toxic pattern that is like adamant in their family and helping them disrupt that and i feel like although she does that from a spiritual and all around sense, right? She deals with people who have murdered people, who have sexually assaulted people, people who have been murdered or sexually assaulted, right? Or people who have been victims of people who murdered people in their family. And like knowing that she she touches all dynamics with just this one niche of like helping people, especially people of color disrupt um, the pathologies. So that's where my affliction came from, just knowing that my, my strength, I feel is queerness, like just, educating people on what what it means to be queer and making them understand the disparities as well as the greatness about coming out of being queer but also educating people who who may want to just know and they don't know so yeah that's where that came from that's so cool Um, I I like a I like a good story behind the the why that's always that's always fascinating to me um so can you tell us a little bit about your journey starting whatever point you want to <laughs> but I feel like sometimes we can connect a little bit more when we know um where someone's coming from or where you know we kind of know why you've landed in this role so anything that you want to share that you think oh. might help our listeners today Okay. Um, my journey started around probably around 17 ish. <laughs> I was in Brooklyn. I was in New York. I emerged from Brooklyn, New York. I was in Queens, New York. And I remember just, I was younger than that, but like 15, 16, 13. I remember always being surrounded by queer folks. Always being surrounded by queer folks, and I like very, very like different they, from my experience. <laughs> yeah, like I know, right? Like a lot of people don't like this the opposite experience, right? Um, being surrounded by like all types of queer folks, and like 
like just like asking them things like oh do you think i'm queer they're like no they're like i'm like whoa like okay like, but just knowing um even in high school because i grew up i went to 13 different schools in my whole high school career so i can't really let y'all know which ones but i when i was living in new york like i realized i had an an infatuation with people who presented differently Mm-hmm. And like queer men, queer women, queer people. Like I remember talking to my best friend at the time. Her name was Ebony. And she was like, "Oh, like you know, would you date D- um, Devon? Devon was like this bisexual guy who's in our class, and Devon was more like femme, you know, femme presenting." And I was like, "Yes, I would date Donovan. I mean, had a crush on him for a long time, you know." And I was like, it was then I started realizing like my queerness. Like I started recognizing that like. I'm queer. Um, growing up in a Jamaican household makes that very hard to come to terms with because like there is ingrained um, queer violence culture in Jamaican culture. Mm. Like you're coming from a whole country, people who demonize queerness and then you have to <laughs> like sort of like figure out like, you know, like come to terms with the fact that you're queer. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not an easy conversation to navigate through. So it, it coming to today, I come going on my journey and identifying with people who are queer and then going to public allies milwaukee shout out to americorps public allies milwaukee where we had conversations around gender and inclusion diversity and inclusion we had um gender inclusion training and i remember it was a training where people were coming out and saying okay well, these are my pronouns and i remember during the first day of that i said oh my name is afro i the legend i didn't know that I was going to even put that name out there until I got to PA. So that was crazy. Like, <laughs> So the name came from PA. And then they asked my pronouns. I said, well, my name, pronouns are queen, goddess, and empress. And everyone was like, okay, yes. You know, never said she, her, hers. <laughs> never. I never, I didn't think saying she, her, hers applied to saying queen, goddess, and empress, which are also part of my pronouns. And um, ever since then, it stuck. And then when I found out there are people who identify as they, them, and just really marinating on who I am and just meditating on myself. I was like, well, I'm also they them. And that, you know, I can and I am. And I am <laughs> gonna come out to these people. So it was great, like coming out as non-binary, genderqueer, um, trans, because I fall underneath all those brackets. It was it was an, an alleviation, you know, of sorts, because it's like when you claim or reclaim yourself from all this oppression and all the stigmatization and all this impressed upon identity that we are given in American society and you find yourself, it's like nothing in society can tell you shit no more. (laughs) (laughs) So um, coming to today, I I yeah, like coming to today, like I realize I'm an anomaly to a lot of people. I'm black, um, trans, non-binary, um, and I'm definitely, definitely outspoken. And to a lot of people that can be like, whoa, like you're a lot in one package, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. You're the total package. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know when we had talked previously, you had talked about wanting to go abroad and do this family work. Where all are you wanting to head to? So that's what I've been actually working on. Like, since like yesterday i need to get back on it so i'm going to japan um japan (laughs) 
I only laugh because, like, from what I understand, Japan is not, like, receptive right now to queer acceptance. So, but I have to do more of my research. But um, I'm looking to either go to o- Osaka, mm-hmm. Yokohama, or, like, Kamakura. Kamakura. So, like, being on the island. So, I'm, I've always had a a natural desire to live in Japan since I was young. And I think taking this work there will be a game changer and like always living the place I always wanted to live. So it's, it's, it's beautiful and impacting the community there. You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't want to. Right. They need you. Yeah. I like that. You're like, that doesn't, that doesn't worry me in the least. I'm going, it's going to be amazing. I'm going right. to change the country. <laughs> yes. Come in there like this black person came in here, changed up the entire country. Like, oh yeah. Came here to do some Nelson Mandela work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you planning to ever uh, go to Jamaica? Yeah. So I have been to Jamaica. I went there 2016 to visit my mom yeah. and, uh, it was nice. It was definitely nice, like being in the crisp Caribbean air, right. like having to worry about it just raining, never have to worry about being cold. <laughs> it was yeah. great. Um, but just knowing that if when I, my work in Jamaica, my projects for Jamaica are definitely in the years to come. I want to bring mental health resources to Jamaica because mm. Jamaica has none, quite literally has none. Mm. They don't even have resources for people who may may not be able to walk really. And like just knowing that they need those things, right? And that mm. like, well, you have churches on every corner though. Like, you know, right. <laughs> so like it, it's a lot with Jamaica. Um, I love it though. I love the culture. I love the concept of borrowing food. Like you don't have to pay for food the same day you, you get it. Um, oh, wow. The concept yeah. of like, dancing anytime you feel like dancing and like you know just talking to people like in Jamaica you could be having an A and B conversation somebody will come from the back of the bus like yeah I heard about that last week it's like (laughs) it's like what (laughs) so it's beautiful like like just knowing that we can all just talk to each other you know yeah I I, gosh I think I went in high school but yeah I definitely need to go back now as an adult and just experience all, all the different cultures. Yes. Um, so I have a question for you. What would you say to people struggling to come out? Uh, ooh, any advice, any tips or thoughts? Um, yes. I, my advice to people who are coming out, like find community. Um, community is out there with you, for you, waiting on you. I say find community because it's, easier to come out knowing there are people who are going to stand beside you and affirm you when maybe the people that you're coming out to are not going to. Mm-hmm. So I say that and also stand for you because we don't want to be of the narrative of queer folks who are in um, cis passing relationships and are attributing to hurt because of the fears that we have about coming out. Mm-hmm. And knowing that that's more long-term, like having a kid with somebody and then like knowing the whole time that you, you're queer um, may cause more harm for you as an individual in the long run, as opposed to like, let's say that's a thing about everybody else, but that causes more harm to you and the community in the long run. So just be, be sound at being you and also know when it's safe. 
because I know there are parts of this country that are it's just not safe mm-hmm. to come out. People, there are some places that it's legal to harm people who come out, and just being aware that you can find sanction, like whether it be online, whether it be for friends groups. Um, there's always resources out there, so still come out and come out when you feel it's ready, when you feel you're ready. You know. So, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I. I'll ask this question. Um, what advice do you have for, for those who are struggling with their friends or family coming out? So a lot of times, you know, the allies, no matter what the topic is, the allies are always like, what can I do better? <laughs> like, how can I be a better ally? So yes. what, are, what are your thoughts? How can people be a better ally in your opinion? Yeah, like I do a, a series on Instagram on my Instagram called Growing Gaia about how to be an upstanding ally to queer folks. So um, I have a lot to say about the topic. <laughs> um, Good. Top- yeah, because I think the topic I was going to do today about something else. Anyway, so my advice to folks who have who are allies, um, get in queer spaces and learn. I would say, um, do not put all the pressure on the individual or individuals you are. In, in, in relationship with and uh, recognize that there's a, there, there is a, a realm of privilege that you have for either being cis, het, and living in a cis, het, normative society. And all, like be open to the, the, the understanding that when you're dealing with individuals who are not like you, that they are experiencing marginalization and oppression and it helps to want to know and do your own research so you can like understand like what is heteronormativity what is non-binary what is trans what is like a lot of these questions that are asked like when I host LGBTQ plus nights in Kenosha every Wednesday and I have allies that come to ask all these questions it's, it's better to be in a space where you can ask these questions and it's okay to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't add to the stress that all, a lot of queer folks are already experiencing in society. So yeah, ask questions and be open to different responses. Never, like I would say, argue queerness with people because that's harmful because mm-hmm. everyone's queerness is different. You know, mm-hmm. like don't don't argue with a man who who's in love with trans women and trans women, let's say, who don't have bottom surgery and don't argue with him to say that he's gay. Well, he's just he's actually a straight man because he still is a woman. You know what I mean? So like these are like some of the things. Right, right. It doesn't have to be an argument. Right. I love I love the thought of asking questions and getting in the space. It doesn't have to be a secret with your one your one gay friend and asking all them all the questions. You, you need yeah. more. Um, and um, we, of course, have the LGBTQ and the allies group on Facebook. Um, it's a great place to ask questions. I've been in some groups before where if you ask a question, there can be a lot of defensiveness and like it's, and then people get scared to ask questions. So it's a good balance in our group where, you can ask the questions. Um, we have, uh, weekly calls where you can hop on, you can, you know, be in that safe space. So if you're in a bubble in a part of the world or a part of our nation that 
you don't have that support. And this is a good place to hop on. And I was talking to Afro Eshe, the legend, and asking her if she would be, if they would be willing to come on the, uh, in the group and, and answer some questions and, and be on our live call. And what was your response? Yes. <laughs> I will definitely be open to all the questions, to all the things that you all may have questions about. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So uh, for anybody in the group that's listening, think of some questions, uh, listen to this. If you have someone that you want to invite to that call, um, let's, let's get on it. Let's encourage it. Um, And then how, how can they find you? If they want to reach out, if they want to, you know, watch your series on, on Instagram and just learn from you and soak up all this goodness. Um, what's the best, best way. Okay. The best way, um, to reach me would be growing Gaia on Instagram, growing spelled same underscore Gaia G A I A where I do like a series called queer cosmos. Um, on Facebook is Afro Ashe, spelled A P H R X A S H E. Snapchat, <laughs> Snapchat is um, A V I H A seventeen O six username, and I talk about a variety of mental health um, challenges that we all face, usually through Snapchat. So yes. 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 Are you on, are you on TikTok as well? I do have a TikTok. What's I have your, to what's to your use it. Huh? Tiki Taki. I have to <laughs> learn to use it. Um, Tiki Tok, Tiki Tok. Where's my Tiki Tok? Tiki Tok. I think it's Afro Ashe 22, right? Okay. Sorry, Tiki Tok. Not right now. Afro Ashe 22. Yes. Gotcha. You got a variety of handles there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, um, yeah, super excited. Uh, so that will be next week. It'll be July 6th at 7 PM central. Bring, bring your questions, um, in the group. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, if you scroll down in the show notes, you'll see a link to the group. There's a few questions and rules to agree to, to make sure we keep the the community and that group, a safe place for all. Um, is there any last words of wisdom that you would like to share before we go? Oh, words of wisdom. I would say, keep your mind and hearts open. The world is growing. And as an evolutionary species, we all are commanded to grow with it. So love all, peace to all. And remember, life is just education. It's not stagnation, right? So, Ooh. yeah. I can tell you're a poet. Yeah. (laughs) Way we could possibly hear some, some of your, your poetry next week or, or now if you got something. Oh, I mean, I got some now I got some for next week. Um, did you want a short snippet? Um, yeah. Cause I know you might have to go in just a little bit. So it's, we can either wait or you can share some now. Okay. Yes. Um, all right. I mean, I could share one. All right. I don't necessarily remember all of them, but I got one here for you. So 
This one's called Enchanted. Please excuse my nasalness. The coughs. <laughs> enchanted. I'm enchanted by the magic that is decision. Because you see in the vision, you are the teacher that you seek. There's much to be said about the young child that grows up with crackheads and dealers on the corner. The environment that teachers and preachers judge and say you will become nothing without a formal education. Know that my story is filled with perseverance and dread. Going to sleep many nights afraid. It wasn't until I turned eight that I stopped wetting the bed. Going to schools at the age of 12 just to be sexually violated for having a bigger dairy year than most children my age. And that being the topic of fluid conversation in the classroom. Obsession baked in glorification and thoughts that projected the monolith of the feminine beauty, but overlooking the passion that was engraved in my heart. One that guided youth into revolution for evolution. The conclusion in this intrusion is to dismantle the attempt to sell a young black child off before we knew what a sell-off was, was not going to be my destination because I am, therefore I be. How many of you are familiar with this story? Please sit still as I make us understand we are not who people tell us to be, that when you are in a room at 2 a.m. working on the next grant, the next essay, or the next court document, remember they cannot tell us how hard we've worked in the shadows. So sow this experience into your brain. You see, everyone is experiencing stress, exposing mental illness. A lot of these nibblings we are familiar with. Social anxiety, awkwardness, and depression, all congregating on your pillow at eight in the morning. Wanting to cry, but holding back tears to make pride show because patriarchy banned emotions in black and brown communities. To send army recruits in the middle, into middle and high schools to expand their militarism, to enlist and train kids who are already fighting oppression and marginalization to be desensitized to harm. Selling them a story of peace, security, and financial stability. Fighting for a country that is greedy and wants to train a military to stand behind its poor decisions. Do you see my incision? Crafted by the realness of my eagle's eye, sharp, clear, and piercing like a sword. When even, I'm, even when I'm high, I still hear the voice of my Lord, painted in Mozart piano rhythms and mosaic concords, Hercules with his battle club on Mount Olympus, to remind us that the weakness is a figment of the mind, and that strength is all we use at our wake, as we blink, as we talk, as we walk, and as we function. Strength is what the creator has circumscribed through my bloodstream. And no the terrors of my past won't take upstream. I'm not alone anymore. I have a strong team of dream makers, heart takers, and metamorph from Power Rangers. See, the road to peace is a long journey. But each step feels lighter with comrades and a suicide squad, but you can't combat that, Conrad. I'm an enchantress, enchanted by the magic that is decision. Enchanted. Thank you. Wow, you were so impressive. So when I was your age, I knew, I didn't know myself at all. So to, to look at you and listen to you and hear just your impressive vocabulary, not only to describe yourself and but also, you know, the world around you. So impressed. I'm, I'm excited that I, that we get to hear from you again next week, next week. I should. 
Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Thank um, you. <laughs> one, one last random question. This is our random question that we usually ask is, uh, what, what are you watching? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hunter, Hunter series Hunter. about two kids traveling the world, facing all types of challenges, oppression, uh, rejection, family separation they're facing it all going in kilua i definitely recommend people watch hunter hunter to to even broaden their scope yeah did you say the world did you say netflix yeah netflix netflix has hunter hunter youtube has a series the series as well what Um, age range how old and up do you think um man (laughs) i started watching hunter hunter when i was like like 13 so i'll say 12 and up 13 and up Um, okay yeah i'm always looking for something to watch that's you know if if it's something that you think we should you know expand our thoughts and horizon and everything then i could watch that with my my child as well that's perfect I love it. Thank you so much for, for coming on here and sharing a little bit about your purpose and mission in life and a little bit of what is going on and what's to come from you. Um, it's been a gift. Thank you. It's been a gift being on this platform, talking to you, saying all the things just like <laughs> yes community engagements community building <laughs> yes all right so we are going to end with a quote i was not ladylike nor was i manly i was something else altogether there were so many different ways to be beautiful that was by michael cunningham thank you once again for listening to the coming out loved and supported podcast Please check out the show notes on how to reach out and other great resources for support groups and more. If you haven't heard this today, I love you. And yes, you are enough in all the ways. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are the kind of person that likes to help others, then please share this with friends and family. If it helped you, then it will probably help others. Also, if you're needing support and inspiration daily, then connect with me at Life Coach Annie on Facebook. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen today. If you could do me a favor, please leave a positive review so that more people in the LGBTQ community can find meaningful content that motivates.